Stop clipping, guys. Stop it. Stop it. You'll destroy the universe. Not again. Yeah, not again. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the Nerds of Oz. Episode two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, we got a little bit of news and stuff for you. And uh, a couple of reviews as well. And then, of course, we're going to get stuck into our movie of this episode, which is going to be Infinity War, just in time for Endgame coming out next week, I think it is. Um, to my left, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. 24th. 24th of... Suck it, America. You're the 26th. <laughs> Eat shit, America. Um, to my left, I have Josh. Say hello, Josh. Hello. To my right, I have Shane. Glad to be back in the Batcave. So here we go. We're going to get started. And uh, first, we're just going to go through any little bits of news that we've heard this week. Josh, what do you got? Um, Game of Thrones came back. Ooh. Nice. So all those people who were stoked for some... Uh... Winter's finally arrived. It only took them, what? Eight seasons. Yeah, time. swords yeah. and titties. Yeah, so now you've got eight seasons of winter, then we rotate back to summer, and then... Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, finally back for one season of winter. Um, My first wife out. is so stoked right now. Yeah? Like, we planned our Monday. We went to the Easter show, which is a little uh, Australian uh, little festival we have in Sydney. Super overpriced. Yeah, Love imagine it. draining all your money. Imagine taking $100 and buying one Freddo frog. That's the Sydney No, Birdie Beetle, Birdie Beetle. Birdie Beetle, sorry. Which, I, which is the bastard Freddo frog. I bought this ball and ass <clears throat> Batman shirt. That's pretty there, sick. Which is really That's cool. That's pretty sick. Well, it's a tad overpriced, but you know, you can't find these shirts everywhere. But yeah, we planned our whole Monday around that. We went to the Easter show for the whole day and then we came home and then Game of Thrones was on at 11 that day. So we had to make sure we didn't go on social media for the whole day Jesus, fuck until we shit. watched it. But it was Which good. is really hard in this day and age. It really is, yeah. yeah. Like we're watching the wood chopping. Usually I like to take photos and put them on Facebook of us watching the wood chopping. <laughs> but I had to keep it on the lowdown because I didn't want anybody on the interwebs. To is the, is the wood chopping a euphemism for yeah. something? Like were you at like a strip club or something, but you're like... Yeah, watching the wood chopping, if you know what I mean. I've got nothing dirty about it because it's a legit awesome thing that Nad and I love to watch. And there was okay. actually more competitors from Spain, Canada and the USA this year. Fantastic. So it's it's definitely, it's, it's out there. And so this is a bunch of guys and women all manipulating their wood in different ways. Yeah. I didn't see any women in there though, so I don't know whether maybe they... Too much wood. They crack. <laughs> maybe they chop their wood right off. Uh, would you give it a break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really enjoyed the opening episode, you know, the, especially the opening, uh, the intro. It was all different, you know, the wall was broken. Uh, there are spoilers here, guys, so if you want to maybe tune out for the next five minutes or so... There's pretty much going to be spoilers all over this episode, yeah. so maybe just not listen. Yeah, so yeah, I really... <laughs> no, just listen and then go back and watch it yeah. and then come back and listen again. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so it's only, uh, what, six episodes? Uh, six episodes this time and there's already memes being like... Uh, what, Brand. What is it? Uh, Harry Potter and Dudley being like, but last year there was 37. Yeah. And this year there's 36. <laughs> so yes, one episode uh, shorter than last season, but the episodes are longer. Um, I expected a bit more than a 50-minute opening episode, though. I thought it was yeah, going to be well, about an hour and a half. Can't get everything you want, Shane. And about 45 uh, of those minutes were just Bran looking into the fucking woods. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the creepiest thing. Just it is, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, six episodes, uh, I believe three and four are the longest at potentially 121 minutes, 120 Oh, so it essentially minutes. is a normal length season. Yeah, they've movie, just got episodes that are movie length. They're described as movie length episodes, mm-hmm. yeah. So. What a wank. Yeah, but Aya Sark, just being a badass as she is, finally got reunited back with... Um, old Scarface. S- old Scarface, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, and Sansa is just an absolute beast in this scene. She's not taking any shits from anybody, especially when she saw um, Daenerys for the like first time come into the into Winterfell with uh, Jon Snow. So she's the new Jean Grey, yeah? Yes. Right, and, okay. yeah, Sophie so, something. 
Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm it's Turner. Yeah. I've tried. Oh, get oh. Him. nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes, and Nat is still rewatching old episodes. <laughs> I, I like that you had a uh, a direct line from Brand being like, "Guys, we don't have time for all this like names and shit. Like, winter's coming." Night King's here. He's got your dragon. Let's go. Yeah. We don't... And I think it really kicks the show into gear being like, okay, we're not pulling any punches. Like, yeah. this shit is just going to keep rolling. Um, I think my whole thing... Yeah. I was like waiting for Jamie just to rock up through that whole episode. Then, you know, he comes back in on horseback, cloak over his, like, head, comes down, just gives Bran that little look. It's like the equivalent of, like, the Marvel heroes wearing baseball caps being like, ah, oh, we're in disguise. We still see you. <laughs> Come over and give me a push. So was he making out with Black Widow and that's how he got through? Like, they were just on horse making out. It's like nobody oh. likes to look at them nah, when they're making he out. Prefer, he prefers his sister to I see, oh. I've, seen, I've seen that the biggest meme is, like, as soon as they lock eyes, Bran and Jamie, and it's just like, oh, hey, come over here, give me a push. He's like, only if you give me a hand. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah the, the memes after the first episode were just crazy, but I think it's going to... Yeah, the next few episodes are really going to open it up. Obviously, the first episode, there wasn't going to be too much happening in terms of... Um, it's definitely a setup yeah. episode. It's getting everyone in the positions for the next five episodes yeah. to start. As long as Tormund Giant's Bang stays in it, I'm all good. Big ginger guy? Yeah. yeah as long good. as he stays in it with Brienne of Tarth, I'm set. He's got a beard? Oh, people with beards are beard. awesome. Sick beard. Yeah. Just saying, people with beards are amazing. It's a ginger beard too. Ginger beard. Mm. And, he has, and he has blue eyes. Yeah. Basically oh. me if I was basically... a small baby. Yeah. <laughs> small baby child. <laughs> he's, he's really white too. <laughs> he is white. Yeah. So interesting news that I picked up on this morning. Um, the UK website Den of Geek um, have reported that in amongst all of the Marvel movies that have already been announced, um, which includes uh, Black Widow, uh, Eternals, Shang-Chi that we discussed in the last episode, Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3... Thor 4 has already been talked about and being directed by, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad with names, um, Taito Waititi, I'm guessing the name is. Hey I'll guys, probably... my name's Korg. Yeah. Piss off, Goose. Um, yeah, so for what, like, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be stoked about this because not many people are fans of the first Thor movie and a lot of people love the third one. I'm the other way around. I hate Ragnarok with a passion. Um, but... I'm not. I'm not everybody's boss. Was it too like? Which is lucky because you? you'd all been yeah. fired. Was it? Yeah. I just. Do you know? It's funny. The story's cool. I like the the incorporation of Planet Hulk and Ragnarok together to be one story. I love the fact that for the first time they really, really reference Jack Kirby's art in it. They really like. You look at every single wall in that. The building, the foreheads, everything. It's all Jack Kirby. And then you've got um, uh, Jeff Goldblum as Jeff Goldblum. He's not shirtless though. Thank God. And on his side. Yeah, well, he's got a chest like a wet towel. Who wants to see that more than once? The jazz singer, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did get that album. That's yeah. a pretty amazing album. But, um, like, you've got... Uh, and, and he's so out of place. And then there's just the... Com- I think what's happened is, is that they've realised that Thor in the comics needed to have a lot of depth and gravity to his whole thing. And they realised that perhaps, perhaps Chris Hemsworth can't do that. So but we'll bring in other people. Yeah, he seems to, to be a naturally funny guy. Guys. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be a naturally funny guy. So let's get him to do more slapsticky, funny stuff. Um, but I think the pro- for me, um, you've got this big series of films that have a great big gigantic piece of synergy, and all of a sudden, halfway through it, Thor's like a pancake that's turned from being this very serious character to being, you know, a yeah, like a, a rock star douchebag comedian, like you know. 
Anyway, but but four four, I'm sure a lot of people will be happy about that. Um, I couldn't give a flying what's it, but heaps of people will be stoked for that. It'll be one of those ones that yep, I'll be waiting for that one on DVD. I won't be or Blu-ray. I won't Blu-ray be, won't be waiting DVD. DVD. Sorry, okay. I, I thought it was two thousand and six. Oh, um, yeah. So so that's that's a little bit of news that I heard just this morning actually. Shane, what do you got for us? Um, quite sad news actually. It, um, just doing a bit of research and just a bit of the grapevine, uh, it appears that uh, Val Kilmer, who most notably starred as Batman in 1995, Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever, and also he played, I believe, Iceman in Top Gun. One of them, yeah. I am, I'm not a big fan of Top Gun. I know I'm going to get hated for that. I need to watch it again. I've only seen it maybe twice and I still did not like it, but... It appears uh, a couple of years ago he got diagnosed with throat cancer and he kept it pretty secret. But now apparently it has spread to his brain, oh. and apparently he's looking at a couple, uh, a, a reportedly a couple of weeks to maybe th- a month to live. And it's it's really sad, you know. He's he's had a really great career, you know. He's obviously done the Batman movie. He did he was Jim Morrison in the Doors. Yep. Um, you know, Top Gun. He did um he did a few independent ones, but Tombstone as well. Yep. And yep. it's just you know. I actually, at the Easter show, I was talking to one of the vendors who had a lot of signed memorabilia stuff, and he showed me a photo of him getting a picture of the Batman signed. And the, the, the dude just weathered. He looked so, so sick, and it's just really sad. And um, That kind know, of explains the weight fluctuation, because he sort of went from thin to really overweight to thin, and I know that yeah. sometimes, like... Uh, the drugs, the chemo, yeah, and chemo stuff, and yeah. stuff can can affect your weight and stuff like that. Uh, there's a really with Val Kilmer, like my favorite Val Kilmer film is one called Mind Hunters, and That's it's great. like um, I don't know, it's like so, Criminal Minds or something like that, like based on Science of the Lambs sort of. Oh thing. yeah, it's kind of yeah. one of those one of those new sort of thrillers, but it's got um, it's got the girl who played um Armaquette in the money in the Mummy films um Pamela something can't think of a name, it's got the girl from uh the Cold Case TV show. Christian Slater, um, it's got, I think Johnny Lee Miller's in it, um, but it, it's like a really good sort of a people are trapped and they're all investigators and they need to find their way out sort of thing. And it's um, he was, I mean, he's only in it for a short time, but he he's really cool in that movie as yeah. well. Yeah, it's um, not the greatest Batman, but um, which which villains did he have? Uh, he had Two Face and the Riddler. Oh, ouch! And, okay, and, and Nicole Kidman. As a villain. Chase, yeah, because everything she does is villainy. That was the most ridiculous shit in that movie. <laughs> Chase Meridian. It was like, if you needed to go in the cinema to take a piss at that time, you'd go out every time she was on screen. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous thing, especially when she... she have a warning on screen. Oh, especially when he's on, like, on, on her balcony and she's just, like, like, just spread out on the bed under her silk sheets. And then she comes out, basically, just filling his suit up. And then he just turns around and just smiles. He would not do that. That is not the Batman. Oh, He'd but, whip out his battle wing. Yes, yes, battle wing. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that this news isn't like isn't like true because like you know I don't really want to see him go. It's just sad. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. cancer sucks. Cancer's you know we spend all of this money on so much shit. Like people like like Tesla and Virgin are trying to get into space. Spend all that money on curing cancer, guys. Come on, they've already cured it. Yeah. Oh, you're going for the big pharma thing. They've cured it. It's a it's a big conspiracy, oh, and only yeah. the rich can afford it. There you go. Wow! Do not Eddie Bravo me in this fucking. Do, do you know what I'm podcast. wondering? Like they keep talking conspiracy about conspiracy podcast right yeah. now. Let's go. They keep yeah. talking about big pharma. Like, is is it like chickens or cows? What sort of farm does this big farmer have? And where is Ma- his farm? Unicorns. Unicorn. Read- there you go. That's a conspiracy. It's the magic. Big farmer has a unicorn. I read comic books, bro. I'm not getting. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. So that's believable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I'm saying. 
Val Kilmer, hang in there, man. Yeah, hang yeah. In, hang in there. Lots of love from the nerds. That's it. Um, little little bit of comic news. Um, I saw this morning that uh, Jane Foster's popularity as Thor, or was she called Thora or Thoria or something? Josh, that's you. On the original Hammer, when she gets it from, uh, what is it, original Sin, yeah. it, it's, she's just identified as Thor, yeah. the female Thor, which right. is just silly, but if they must have changed it since I last read so, that. So, luckily it's not the 70s, because she'd be she-Thor uh, or Ms. Thor. Thor, the female version in brackets, or yeah. a little like the female symbol. Just, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the really sure. cool thing with that is when they when they did change the, uh, the hammer as well. The wording on the hammer changed from he who shall be worthy to she who shall. Well, they do Nally. Uh, Port- was it Nally Portman who played Jane Foster? Yeah. yeah. Well, you reckon they'll do her? Because I, I I've seen that in a lot of comic books now. You know, Guardians, had, Guardians of the Galaxy have Chris Pratt. Sort she of had a falling out with the. Oh, some, uh, you call it a falling out. Uh, and then at the end of. Thor 2 and then she wasn't in Thor 3 though they broke up he said to Loki and it was just like okay that's it that's all they need to contribute to it uh, apparently everything's all good now she's keen to come back into the universe maybe with the popularity of the comic book she's like hey man uh, here I am the pop- throw some money at me yeah, let's the, go the popularity of the comic book and by the way did we mention the 20 billion dollars it will pay you 20 billion you say yeah uh, we're friends again yeah yeah, yeah. exactly god I'd, I'd walk across glass for five bucks, you know, like yeah. these people who are like so precious about, oh, oh my artistic integrity, here's a million dollars. Fuck my artistic integrity, I'll take the million. Yeah, yeah but um, yeah, so um, Jane Foster has shown some popularity in the comics again as being this Lady Thor and she Thor, whatever you like. And now that it's gone back to being a male Thor again, uh, there's a new comic coming out called Jane Foster Valkyrie. So they're obviously... In injecting her into the 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 Seraphia or whatever it's called of the Valkyries and they're going to maybe they've dumped the um, Brunhilde one and she's going to be in a brand new comic Al Ewing Jason Aaron Carlos Alberto Fernandez Urbano and covers by Mahmoud Asrasi the first cover is just a thing of beauty it's it's like a traditional first comic cover it's got um it's got the Valkyrie flying full towards the camera but I but towards the the drawing the artist um but it looks like it's going to be really awesome um I've never really been a giant fan of that part of the Marvel universe I'm not a cosmic god guy I like my ground level heroes more um, relatable that way yeah I think so and, and yeah I, I like I like the daredevils and the the neighborhood heroes rather just than walk the around the house guys. with a blindfold on just going Shh. I can beat everyone why do you think there's dents all through yeah. this house that's Falling me walking there. into the walls with a yeah. blindfold on um, yeah, so that, that's um, that, that's pretty cool news from Marvel. I, I look forward to that. It's um, and when you consider that I'm such a I'm such a skittish comic collector because like I've got my titles that I'll buy, but then I'll just buy number ones here and there. Like that'll be one that I reckon I'll I'll go for and and keep. So um, I think that we're we're done for news there. Just uh, do one thing quickly though is um, uh, Monkey Punch, uh, aka Kazuhiko Kato, um. The creator of the manga series Lupin the Third has, has died of pneumonia. Um, like, like he, the, the Lupin Three uh, manga and the anime super popular. Um, his art was was pretty sick, and uh, you know that's that sort of thing happens, I, I guess. But um, how old was he? Eighty in eighty two or something. Yeah. Like these manga guys have been working on comics for years. It's not like it's not like in America where it's like people like um, was it Steve Scross who had this career in comics and then he was asked to storyboard The Matrix and then just disappeared for four years from comics. Into The Matrix. Like, yeah, into yeah. The Matrix, yeah, and then sort of came back and, like, pretty difficult to give up your career like that. But he took like, the blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, 
pretty amazing artist and you know um, it's always it's always sad when this sort of thing happens yeah hung in there um, what else did you have there Shane? oh the new uh, Child's Play trailer dropped oh yeah yeah so fuck dolls I'm sorry man <laughs> the sourceless and dollless white boy we've got here I've, I've got such a love hate relationship with Chucky so I I started watching Chucky when I was about five years old my parents are very very cool with everything that I used to watch and they were like hey watch this thing from fucking 1988 what good parents yeah but yeah so horror yeah. movies the iPads of the 90s yes. yeah so basically I think everyone, I think everyone knows what Chucky is so it's Child's Play it was uh, done in 1988 the writer was uh, and director was Don Mancini uh, basically a child gets a um, a made up doll fictional doll named uh, it was called Buddy Buddy yeah. and it's a it's a very it's a ginger doll and oh, say no more. it is your friend to the end. So all these weird things start happening around uh, his house. His babysitter gets thrown out of a window and he's blaming Chucky because that's what he's named him. Um, and the Chucky has a very, very, oh my God, I can't even go through it. It's just so creepy. Well, it's based on the doll gets uh, inhabited by the soul of... A Charles Lee Ray. Murder, and the Charles yeah. Lee Ray was, um, was Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald and um, something Earl Ray, something like that. But... It spawned a lot, a lot of movies. So the first two were, quote, horror. And that's what really got me. Like, I couldn't even look at a doll. My sister had many dolls when I was growing up. Porcelain dolls. I used to throw them over my balcony. I used to hide them. <laughs> and my grandparents knitted me dolls. I used to get rid of them. And I still make the claim if Nat ever tries to, like, fuck with me with a Chucky doll next to my bed. Action um, figures are different. Action figures don't come out of the casings, bro. Yeah. All right, so it's all good. But after the second one, the third and all that stuff, the then third, you the and, then you, and then you got Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. Uh, but the new one is Don Mancini still involved. Um, it is a whole. It's a new set of characters. It's a lot more tech related, um, and it has Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bringing Chucky into the twenty first century. Yeah, so everything is everything in your home, sort of like a connected home. Connected tech. Is, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's called Buddy. Okay. So he is actually controlled by basically a smartphone. That's cool. Yeah. I've got I've got one of those smartphone smartphone Spider Mans. Oh Jesus! Yeah, see, I'm getting out of here. Thwip. <laughs> we don't want you guys to go home. I'll just whip it out. Thwip. Yeah. <laughs> just aim your hips where you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the new trailer dropped today, and um, it looks it looks like they're tr- actually definitely trying to bring a horror ele- horror element back to it. And so Mark Hamill is Mark the... Hamill, the fucking Joker, is playing the role of Buddy. Notice and in Nerds of Oz, he's the Joker, he's not Luke Skywalker. No. Or the, or the guy from Slipstream, or the guy from He films. is the trickster. He's the trickster. He is the trickster. From the Flash, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, so I watched the trailer, I, I dug it, I'm still, I, I'm going to go see it, I'm still very up, up in the air about how good it will be, but there's a few scenes in the trailer, if no one's ever seen it, like the kid's looking around his room, and then it cuts to the doll standing next to the kid's bookshelf, and yeah, Josh, you had to look at it as well? Yeah, that fucking doll standing there. <laughs> just, just, just standing in the corner but not even just standing still but he's just slowly moving off to the you pan like the camera's panning across and he's just slowly moving uh, I can't I can't explain how I'll just point out that, that Josh is complaining about how much he hates dolls and there's fucking 10 inches of Thanos Funko Pop standing next to him so. that's alright <laughs> 10 inches of 10 Thanos 10 inches of Thanos yeah. it's the just, name of my new heavy metal band a, a misunderstood hero he is Cool. Okay, guys, well, if that's all we've got for news, we might go into some reviews. Okay, so we're going to get into some reviews now. We've, um, we've all been sticking our faces into various aspects of the comic world this week. Um, 
I've spent my I've I've discovered a new way to store my comics, so I'm I'm a little bit I've got like seven hundred bags and boards and that's gonna be basically be the rest of my weekend. Um, but so, Shane, so Shane, hot. So, yes. hot. <laughs> so many bags and boards. Oh. So Shane, you've got a pretty awesome uh, new DC animated thing that you've watched. Yes, it's the new uh, new DC animated movie from WB and DC. It is Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Mm. So I was very, I did not know what this what this was until I saw it in um, at my work. So I was very excited to grab it and come home and watch it. So. I finished it this morning, and I have to say... How I, long is it? It is an 80-minute movie. So this is... What Justice League is it? This is... Oh, so this, yeah, this is the thing about this. So this has the Justice League, but it's it has the Holy Trinity. So obviously yeah, Batman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Mm -hmm. And the other members in it are Miss Martian and Mr. Terrific. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he's actually in it, yeah. So I was really excited by it. So... I, I really enjoyed it. It was, just, it was great fun. It's uh, produced by uh, Bruce Tim, who yep. is the godfather of the old school Batman animated Doesn't movie. Really. And thank he, you for Harley Quinn, thank Bruce. Thank you for Harley and Paul Dini. Yep. Yeah, so, Sorry, Paul. Yeah, as soon as I saw it was produced by Bruce Tim, I was going to get it no matter what. I own all these movies. Yeah, but it's DC, right? It's, so. D, it's DC. I'll get it no matter what. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it basically follows the Justice League um, closely, but it uh, actually follows the aspects of the Fatal Five. So these villains, I wasn't really 100% on, um, but the villains are Tharok, Emerald Empress, Validus, Mano, and the Persuader. So they actually um, are from the 30th century, and they come back in time to the 21st century after they're after the Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz. Ooh, yeah, so she actually- Love had, Jess. I'm not sure if she's actually been in any animated movies. I've, I've read a lot of her comic books that are in the Rebirth of Justice League, but- She's actually um, the rookie coming up in the, um, in the Green Lantern Corps. So she is suffering from PTSD. She's actually been through a pretty traumatic uh, past. So she was she, a cop or something? Yes, but she's actually... Um, I didn't want to spoil this movie, but I feel like I need to sort of it. So she's actually, uh, she was actually nearly part of a... She was actually nearly murdered okay. um, with two of her other friends. So she's actually a bit of agoraphobic. Okay. So she's actually very reluctant to be in the Green Lantern Corps. Wait, how does the ring pick someone who's got that sort of a problem? That's I pretty cool. Yeah. I, what I like about it, though, is that, like, instead of her just being a fearless person, she's trying to overcome her fear and okay. still try to protect the Earth. Yeah, so yeah. in the time that the Fatal Five are coming to Earth, uh, Starboy is actually caught in it because he was trying to stop them from leaving. Starboy's in this. Starboy's in it. So the, yeah. le the Legion of Superheroes is in this. Unreal. So I was so stoked when I heard that the super those Legion guys are in it. So uh, if anyone doesn't know the Legion, the Legion, they do live in the 30th and 31st century. And uh, they have first appeared in Adventure Comics number 247 from 1958. So it was made by uh, Otto Binder. He was the writer. And the car most current writer who's on the most issue is Jim Shooter. Uh, Justin, you definitely know who Jim Shooter. Jim Shooter was yeah. like the the um, controller of Marvel comics yeah. for a long time, and he was spearheaded um Broadway comics and a couple of other failed ventures in the nineties. Yeah. Sadly for Jim. Yeah, so I love about Jim Shooter and George Perez. You know, they both you know um like uh, sorry, George Perez did some great Avengers stuff, and he also did some of the best Teen Titans stuff of Marvel from them. Oh, that that relaunch of Teen Titans, Teen Titans that Wolfman yeah. and Perez did. <sighs> And even the, the relaunch in 86 or 87 of Wonder Woman that was drawn by Perez, he knows how to draw gods. Oh, oh so my good. God. Yeah, especially um, Wonder Man. He is great in that. Simon... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is great in that. Um, so, yeah, a few of the Legion, uh, like superheroes, you know, you got Lightning Boy, you got Saturn Girl, Cosmic Boy, Star Boy, Bouncing Boy, Shrinking Violet, Triplicate Girl. And, yeah, I was... Oh, it's just it was, it was a really good movie. So, basically, they're after... Um, 
Jessica Cruz, who actually holds the key to unlocking something that should not be unlocked. Ooh. So, luck. Ooh. <laughs> so Starboy actually gets trapped in the 21st century, and something about him is that his mind is deteriorating. He needs a certain medication he can only get in that 31st century. Uh, so he actually, Obamacare. Fuck and, <laughs> yeah. and you can only guess where he gets dropped in Gotham. Yeah, so okay. he, go, he goes into a pharmacy and he asks for this really weird medication nobody's ever heard of and he's wearing his Starboy outfit which is basically his face and it has all it just looks like stars on his body yeah. and he's like oh wait the costume he snaps it off and he's just naked he's like oh wait I'm in the 21st century fuck me and Batman catches him puts him in Arkham Asylum and good old Batman and helping them mentally mentally uh, challenged for years yeah so it sort of cuts 10 months ahead and um, he's in Arkham Asylum and he's actually being pretty close friends with Harvey Two-Face Oh. Yeah, Two-Face is in it. Okay, yeah. that's cool. And it's actually voiced by Bruce Tim. Oh, that's even yeah, better. Yeah, for two seconds. But what I like about it is there's, there's little cameos in there. So when he's actually busting out of there to, like, to be a superhero, you have Harley Quinn, who does a two-second uh, cameo, um, voiced by Tara Strong. Cool. She's yeah. actually sudden girl in it for a couple seconds. We love you, Tara. Shout out to Tara. Uh, and Poison Ivy. So a little, a little bit of um, hot, uh, a bit of Birds of Prey in there. Are they cool. sharing a cell? Or? No. Yeah, they no, are. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. So, yeah. yeah. So, I was going to watch the movie. But they shared a cell, don't you worry about yeah. that. Yeah, so the yeah, the, yeah, the Justice League, they were voiced by Kevin Conroy, which I love to see that Kevin Conroy yeah. still active as Batman. He's basically like, in my mind, every time I read a comic book, I would love him to narrate my life. Like, That's what you hear. Just yeah. like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got, uh, who else? You got Susan Eisenberg was Wonder Woman and George Newbern as Superman. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And there's, I just got to spoil a couple of these scenes. So, basically... The reason that the, the Fatal Five were after her was to release two of their members. So the three of them came to Earth, they needed five. Two of them were locked up by the Greenland Corps decades and decades ago. Okay. So she, um, she was the key to unlocking them. They get into a fight with um, three or four of the other Greenland Corps and they actually get killed. So Jessica Cruz is lying down like covered in rocks and her um, power ring is destroyed on the ground and she's basically about to give up give up hope so she puts her head down she thinks for one second then she says in brightest day in blackest night and she starts saying the green lantern thing and everything comes together she basically becomes a fucking super saiyan and she just absolutely just goes full on dragon ball z on him cool and you know Starboy finally realizes he is a superhero and he's actually the key to saving the universe because they want to blow up the sun because they want to stop every other every other superhero in this century going forth so they don't have any any resistance going forth so he actually he actually says in his final words, "I'm Starboy, I'm a superhero," oh, and he saves the world. I am Iron Man. I cried. <laughs> I literally was crying. I had to go into the bedroom where my wife was sleeping and go cons- get her to console me. Wake her up, and she's going to call me a bitch right now. But wow. so yeah. so you've gone in, woken your wife up so that she can say, "Wipe away my okay? tears." Yeah. Wow, you've hit yeah. a new level there, dude. Yeah. It was, it was a great throwback to the Justice League Unlimited uh, series. It felt like an added episode onto it. Oh, that's cool. Batman, Batman had the long pointy ears, like the Kelly Jones sort of yeah, ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if people are expecting a Justice League movie, it's not. It's very much about Jessica Cruz, Miss Martian, and Starboy. And I'm hoping that this will sort of help get people out there to go look up the Legion. Well, labeling, I, I, I labeling de- a Justice League will get more people yeah, into it yeah. to, to their next bit. I definitely want to start reading a lot more about the Legion after this. Because, Legion are amazing. Yeah, because there, 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 there was a scene where they had to go into Starboy's mind to find out what's happening because his mind is deteriorating. And they walk into their clubhouse, because that's what they call Legion Clubhouse, and 
um, all the Legion people are like lined up like as statues, but the the Justice League are all immortalized as gold gods. Because because they, if I remember correctly, in the original comics, uh, the Legion actually invited Super, went back in time and tested Superboy and recruited him. Yeah, and then yeah. recruited and him, and they eventually in. got Supergirl as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they actually look up they. They they look up to the super they look up to the Justice League as gods and when they went in there like everybody's looking at their own statue and then Batman's like that looks nothing like me it's just a brooding face. <laughs> this is not happy with his yeah. like, ah. there is a lot of like there is a, like a bit of like you know uh, some stuff doesn't work but it's just a good throwback you know people who enjoy the Justice League Unlimited series the Justice League the Batman anime series it, it, give it a go nah, it's, props it, props to the to the DC animation universe they are. Uh, they're making Le- this Le- leaps and bounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ahead of, and they're on point against Marvel with their TV stuff and their animated stuff. The, the, I think, I think DC Marvel... wins in the animated yeah. universe. Hell I would yeah. say in the MC, like in the MCU and the live action stuff. I'm going to say MC, MCU wins that one. Oh, I, I think for with, now, I think the difference is is that is that it's the same thing that Marvel and DC have always done. Marvel are not trying to make the comic fans happy; they're making everybody happy. Yeah. They're, they're making good science fiction films that have superheroes in them. These things for DC, these animated films that DC are making, they are made for comic fans. Well, they exist in their own... Yeah. I cried. ...separate universes. A- adding, so, yeah. adding Ms. Martian to that is really clever yeah. too because you drag in the um, Young Justice fans. Too. Young Justice? Yeah, Young yes. Justice. Is that what's yes. Yeah. Like, so, that's, that's genius. There was actually a really good... Uh, there was a really good scene in that where um, after they her and Batman break up a lab fight... She's just like, oh, can I be on the Justice League? She's, he's like, I'm not working with teenagers. And he, she just transforms into Ooh. Damien Wayne. And he just looks at her and says, point taken. Ooh. But good news, she eventually gets put into the Justice League after a vote. And she goes, oh, thanks, Batman. And he just goes, I didn't tell you how I voted. Ooh, <laughs> he's a dick. So, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So I can't wait for you to watch a Justice League yeah. and we can nerd out about I'll it. I'll get that. Yeah, guys, de- definitely give it a watch. I cried. Cool. So, so coming up to Endgame, Josh, I understand that you've got something relevant to, uh, to what we're going to do. Yeah, what I've got here is a USB stick with a uh, copy of Endgame. That, uh, cool. Knows. No, um, <laughs> Let's watch yeah, it let's now. Let's go see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, a huge spoiler warning as well. There is a, uh, a five-minute clip floating around on Instagram uh, on where else? Uh, Which you didn't tell me that. I've been looking for no, it. But yeah, yeah. There, there is a spoiler clip floating around of, of a what he's described as very key five minutes of endgame footage. Steer clear of it. I've had someone from my place of work already see it, and I don't know how you continuously watch for five minutes after the first minute going, yeah, this is endgame footage, and then keep watching for another four minutes, and then be disappointed that you watched that early. But yeah, just be yeah. wary. I'm so stupid. How did I watch that 20 yeah. minutes of spoilers? Turns the volume up louder. Um, but yeah, just uh, they, they've worked on this for, uh, what, 11 years now. 22 films. Um, it's only a few more days. Um, hang in there and then uh, try and keep it spoiler free. Let everyone enjoy their first watch of it. And then, um, you know, we can all talk about it after and talk about who died, who lived and... Uh, all the fun stuff in between. But anyway, <laughs> this all goes back to the source material. So you've got uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, I've got the big graphic novel here, which the, the cover is brilliant and mm-hmm. I love it. All the colours on it. Uh, all the gems are shining in the gauntlet. You've got Thanos' big head over overshadowing all the other Avengers and all and the Celestials. That's, pr- that's Perez art, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah, is it, dog eared though, bro. Uh, <gasps> yeah, yeah. From look all this that, reading, you, look at this. You need to look after it's, that, man. <laughs> nah, I don't mind. Like, this is something graphic that, novels are readers. You, no, you, you protect uh, your comics, you read your graphic I've, novels. I've, I've bought this, exactly. I've bought this three times um, <laughs> because I've gone through it three separate times. This one's from Hawaii, I'm pretty sure, when I was over there, from Barnes & Noble. Um, but... 
it, it's just brilliant. Um, I, I really, really dig this comic. Um, the colors in it are just mind-popping. Um, you've got so, someone I really wish was in the MCU, personally, to me. Uh, he's introduced in this. Oh, he's, he's in this as well. Uh, Mephisto. I really thought they'd go maybe with a... Um, he's kind of a, essentially a sweet-talking, uh, charismatic uh, user of his words to influence people. Um, I thought that you'd really have Loki maybe be that sort of guy in the uh, MCU, but not what we've gotten so far. Who's Mephisto? Uh, he's this cool, yeah, this, this red-looking dude. Yeah, sorry for all you guys uh, not able to see at home. But he's essentially the devil. He's the uh, right man, right-hand man to uh, good old Thanos. Uh, you got some sweet, sweet uh, images here of the original Snap, just on a white backing. Uh, snap! These huge words just saying Snap. And then uh, next page is, I'm pretty sure it's Spider-Man in, um, yeah, Spider-Man uh, flying around. Uh, and he notices that his spider sense was just going insane and then all of a sudden just boom like half the population in front of him just disappear um, I, I really do like that in the MCU you got kind of a fadeaway effect it wasn't just an immediate like if you blinked you would have missed it yeah. moment I really like the fadeaway effect that actually really, wasn't great to really great show yeah. uh, I guess the the loss that you're about to suffer if you'd just blinked and then missed it you would have been like cool what just happened so maybe they went they went somewhere maybe they as soon as a visual medium as well you've got to show it that Peter, yeah. that Peter Parker bit, though. Yeah, that's it. And oh, you, and you really get the delay. Oh. oh. You really he, get the delay of... Uh, I don't want to go. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't know what's happening to him. He's, he's going to the carnival. So so this is this is a guy who jumps on the side of a spaceship and then stays there, but then decides that, oh, I don't, come on. He, they they flip that character halfway. Yeah, but come on. Like, if he was a teenager, he wouldn't have gone, yeah, I'll stick on the side of a spaceship when yeah, it goes to space. how many stupid things did you do as a teenager? I That's... never stuck on the side of a spaceship and then cried when an evil yeah. genius from but another would planet you... clicked his fingers but and would you made me you... melt. You were a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't know what was happening. Just, I mean, well, no, you know what? I, yeah, he, okay, sure. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him, but at the same time, he's watching all these people disappear into dust before his eyes. I'd be, but see, I thought I'd that be terrified. I thought it all kind of was supposed to happen at once, so he didn't go like, "Oh, look, he's going." I thought it was all of them were sort of doing. Well, the same no, time. I, I see it as more of like a like a ripple effect. It's slowly branching out and and hitting people at different times. Okay. That's why you get mad to be like, something's coming, Spidey knew something was coming, but they all kind of, and, and yeah, they all kind of disappear at the same time, but you can't be jumping from Wakanda to then, you know, yeah. uh, you know, tighten them back to Wakanda for each individual person you kind of get, who disappears here, who disappears here, who disappears from here. Um, but um, you get the little ripple of each, in, so each, each, each character gets their own individualized mini, I guess, death, yeah. disintegration, teleportation. We don't know where they go. We don't know what happens. So now that Stan Lee has passed, seriously, it has to be fucking George Perez is the one that takes over that mantle of the cameos, right? Because he is so recognisable in my eyes. People have yeah. joked about Deadpool being the guy who makes all the cameos now. I don't know what they're going to do, but... I don't know. I mean, that, that sort of does make sense because... But, but I think that, unfortunately, that sticking Deadpool in it will change the tone of it. Yeah. Just, um, I'm, I'm not well, quite sure. I've, honestly, I'm, I love the collaboration and... Ugh, you know, I wish I had that much pocket money to buy Fox, but sure. Um, <laughs> the fact that then I've got Deadpool, he's the only thing that worries me about you mean the Disney. MCU. Yeah, Disney bought Fox. Yeah. yeah, so I wish I had enough money to buy Fox. If so Disney, Disney didn't have it. Yeah, well, they seventy okay. billion. Yeah. yeah. Then, cool. then I, if you owned Fox, that would be great because then I could finally make a good Fantastic Four. Oh, film. you would make such a good Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. Sick burn, Josh Trank. 
Yeah. More like, more like, what were you thinking? Like Josh Rank. <laughs> oh, oh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, if... I don't know. I, I, I don't want Deadpool in the MCU, but that's my personal opinion, and I respect other people for their opinions. Cool. Um, I if they're really... smart, they'll create mini-universes. Yeah. They'll be like the mini-Avengers universe. Just the same as we've had the, t- the Marvel TV universe. Yeah, of course. Like, even though course, stuff that yeah. happened in the movies, it didn't... It affected the surrounds, but didn't affect the characters. So, I mean, the X-Men's going to have to live in its own pocket. And I think Fantastic Four, if they ever do that again, that will fit in its own pocket. And if they're when, smart... When they do it again. Yeah. And if they're smart, they'll do Ghost Rider and put that in its own pocket as well. And do like a whole Midnight Suns thing. Bring Nick Cage back! Yes! <laughs> nah. Do it! Nah. He's, he's busy doing some uh, individual stuff Despite right all his rage, he's still just Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Dude, that guy had an Action Comics number one. Yeah, and he got stolen too. Got fucking stolen. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a party at your house yep. and you tell people not to go in your bedroom and people go in your bedroom. Oh, you know perfectly uh, well that he didn't get stolen. Nick Cage had that sitting on a pile of magazines next to his toilet. Oh. And he's, he's accidentally dropped it in the sink oh, or something. No. Oh, he went leaving Las Vegas, sold it for booze. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope that was it. There's um <laughs> just uh, a... <laughs> he to lose the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> There's like um, a few little things in here as well that I do love that they added to the MCU. So you've got Thanos. Thor just... looks really good in that yeah. as well. He's got a really sexy, long, like old man Odin beard. He has, uh, a, he has those uh, Marsha wish... Brady locks as well. Yeah, I wish I could grow a beard. It'd be sexy. Great. Um, no, you've got um, Thanos just mucking around with people just because he can and turning people into ribbons. And I saw Wolverine down. in there. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. This is... Yeah, this is not just the Avengers, this is the X-Men, this is yeah. everyone. Oh, I forgot um, that Star Fox was yeah, in this. Star Fox is in this, he gets turned into cubes like Drax in yep. thing. Uh, Gamora, gets turned into the Gamora gets turned into ribbons like Mantis, Mantis does. Yeah. Um, so they're really kind of taking liberties with some stuff, but then adding some nods in. I love that you've got this uh, because uh, Earth is thrown off its uh, balance as well. Like all the planets are fucked, essentially. Um, all these cosmic and, and uh, natural disasters start happening and you've got here... Uh, who knew now we'd have Chomp Tower getting washed away? Ooh, uh, I love Chomp. that. Yeah. Simpsons did it! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, you got Trump's Tower getting washed away here, but then you've got this huge, uh, big full page spread of like the Cosmic Defenders and all these Galactus, and you've got all these um, huge. Uh, the Watcher, who's just like, I can only watch. Um, that has to be next, right, Galactus? Yeah, 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 for sure. You've got all these huge cosmic defenders, which I very much feel is where they are now heading, going into Phase 4. You'll have the end of Endgame. Uh, that's the Infinity Saga timed up. I think this page right here is where they're going. Yeah. Uh, it's this beautiful page of just... See, I kind of think that they'll go more the Celestials. Yeah, because we've Sarah already seen Eternals, the Nowhere Head. Yeah. It makes sense that they'd go down that route. You'll have but, all that, but I think but this is a nice this. little nod to that. Who wrote this? Um, you've got... Is it... I was going to say Jim. That's not wrong. It's Jim. Uh, oh, Jim, Jim Starlin. Jim okay. Yeah. yeah. Jim Starlin, man. He did The Cold. Mm. Oh, he yeah. did, did Death in the Family. Um, he created Dreadstar. That's Dread a DC Stars. alumni there, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yes. Starlin, Starlin does really good cosmic stuff. Yeah. That, that's like His star in name, star by nature... Um, Jim Starlin is a pretty kick-ass cosmic writer. Um, if you get your uh, get your hands on Dreadstar, Dreadstar is amazing. It's kind of like um, Serenity, but as a comic. Um, I think Marvel published it under their Epic line, which is pretty amazing. So now, just to just to double check, Thanos in this isn't doing this for resources, is he? It's no. a different. He's got a different. He, he doesn't. Um, uh, he doesn't want to spread out. He doesn't want to be Oxfam or anything and spread out resources for everyone. Be what? Um, Oxfam. Um, <laughs> Oxfamos. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Like snap your fingers and make more food. Like, come on. Like, no. Um, no. In this, uh, he's he's in love with Lady Death. Death is personified in the Marvel universe. Um, is this? 
essentially Raven-esque looking character who's in a big cloak and he's got the hots for her. Yeah. And he wants to impress her. She's got a crack and bod for a skeleton in her yeah. cloak. Yeah, right? Um, and then he's um, he's getting influenced <laughs> by Mephisto essentially to, hey, maybe you need to one up and do these you know crazy things to show her you love. She's the goddess of death. Maybe you need to cause some death and you know just keeps going with that. Um, Mephisto actually saves the Avengers um, okay. to, to give them a fighting chance saying that, you know, maybe she'll, she loves a, you know, a man with courage. Maybe give them a chance to win. Uh, and he keeps going through alternate scenarios of only using one stone or or depowering himself, so he's he's not using. All so the stone. Thanos is trying to impress a girl. Yep, that's and, what it is. And, and so and Mephisto is like the LeFou from yes. Beauty and the Beauty Beast. Beast. No one hits like Thanos. No, yeah, okay, yeah, well, basically that. <laughs> no one snaps like Thanos. Just like that. But um, no one likes Lady Death's giant tits like Thanos. That's basically <laughs> it. Um, like it is classically a love story he, he makes a um he makes a he makes a bride uh out of thin air just because he wants to make her jealous um wish everyone could do that yeah just snap Ooh. fingers boom love life done um but i'm really really interested to see if they go for the same uh, aspect in the mcu where you potentially have nebula wield the gauntlet i think she's been a very Ooh. very underused character so yeah, far so she does end up with she's... she does oh there right she is right there yeah um nebula gets the gauntlet um, wait, that, and... wait that's nebula yeah 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 that's different. yeah she's still blue yeah, yeah. Um, you get a lot of double D, double Satan, but um, yeah, there's uh, and she's very much downplayed in this, being like, "Oh, it's only Nebula. She's like this skeleton. She's she's mangled. She's this broken apart daughter of Thanos." Uh, and no one really pays her any attention, and then she gets an opportunity. She takes mm. it, and she goes full on crazy. So, uh, you know, I'll be very interested to see what happens there. And um, I wonder if they'll take a page out of that. That's very yeah. interesting. Literally, yeah, yeah. Well, take oh, a page yeah. out of it. Well, I hope so, they don't um, take a page out of that. Or you've had three copies of them, just buy another one buy and let one, them yeah, have the pages. Good deal. Um, but no, yeah, Endgame coming soon. Guess we'll uh, find <laughs> out in a few days. Yeah. So um, we're just going to flick over to me now. I, I have read a couple of comics this week, but the thing that really stuck out for me is I picked up a book by um, uh, Paul Gravatt and Peter Stanbury, who are two uh, comic historians from the UK. And this thing's called The Leather Nun and Other Incredibly Strange Comics. Now, this is basically... Um, they've taken 100 or 200 titles and just gone, look at how fucked up the comic industry sometimes is. The interesting thing is, is one of the things that they actually show in this is uh, My Friend Dharma by Durf, Fred, uh, Durf Backdurf, uh, Fred Backdurf, whatever his name is. But that ended up becoming a TV series. So out of this Leather Nun book, which is about 10 years old or something, <laughs> that one of them actually, one of the stories actually ended up on Netflix or Stan or one of those. Um, but I'll just give you... So basically what they do is it's a... It's like a shopping list. They show you a cover of one of the comics and then just talk about it. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, there's sort of normal stuff that you'd see, like teenage romance. And they do a thing where they'll have a quote from it. So teenage romance's quote is... What a fool I've been. It was Dick I really loved. Dick because, Grayson? Uh, well, I think That's just, his name, right? I think I hope it's his name. Maybe she just loves Dick. Um, but here's a couple Holy of here's shit. a couple of special ones. Um, so this is uh, Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika. So this is a comic about a She is smiling in front of she's a fucking smiling of swastikas. Yeah, exactly. So so wow. this this is um, uh, and and, and this I, this was something that was sold. This was something that was sold. Now I encourage everybody to to go and um, just so you know that I'm not bullshitting. Google some of this stuff. Um, so basically, it's about it's and I kid you not, it's drawn like an Archie comic. Yeah. And she's essentially um, this girl who loves being a Nazi. Um, 
is she going to get introduced into the Avengers anytime soon? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, about that. That. yeah, the Red Skull. Yeah. Um, the one thing that everybody didn't realize that they need, La Donna Ragna. Imagine a Mexican spider woman who, whose costume just has her boobs out the whole time. So now these are real comics that were published over the years. Um, and uh, yeah, it's... You, you sort of look at some of it Sounds and go, speechless. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah it's, notice how quiet the room went. Um, because you just don't know where to go with some of this sort of stuff. This is another one that I found that was uh, particularly entertaining. Who doesn't like popping down to their local comic shop for a copy of Amputee Love? Jesus So it's Christ. like the teenage comics that I mentioned earlier, but it's all about amputees. So a comic that's just aimed at... There must have been a market because there's, I think it went for more than one issue. For that. Is this American um, or is this like... Uh, so this is a, it's an American that was an American comic. Yeah. Um, Last gasp is the guys who like a lot of Robert Crumb and oh, and some of those guys. Yeah. Robert uh, Crumb. Yeah. Love Robert Crumb. Uh, he, he loves his feet. He loves his <laughs> he feet. He loves his feet. Uh, so well, we talked about my friend Dharma already, and and here's one from Dark Horse. Like like Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. so if there was ever something that children needed, kids love basketball, and kids love kaiju. Oh, Jesus. So, how could you not want to read an issue of Godzilla versus Charles Barkley? Fuck yes! So, uh, and, and like, so apparently during the course of this, Charles Barkley gets embiggened in some ways. <laughs> embiggened. And um, challenges Godzilla to a basketball match. That's great. Um, I think this is sort of post-Space Jam, so everybody was a little bit, oh, we well, love basketball. Charles Barkley was in Space Jam. He was one of the guys that was infected by the... Oh, in the, the monsters get yeah. his powers. Yeah. yeah. So he was one on the um, therapy desk. So uh, other comics that are in here. Saving Can Be Fun. Uh, Todd Holton, Super Green Beret. Um, Popeye and Personal Service Careers, which was a comic about if you want to learn to be a barber and stuff like that. It was a comic as with uh, Popeye telling you how like it was. How to. Yeah. How to make yeah. it. And like, Popeye's got no how. It would be a very yeah. cheap... Does he have, like, the Homer Simpson sort of... Oh, like, he does have a single... Yeah. He's got, like, one or two hairs. Yeah, yeah. but, um... They need yeah. to bring Popeye back into, like, a movie. Yeah, except instead of spinach, it's, like, cocaine. He's like, oh, yeah, and he gets huge. And, um, and believe it or not, Australia does get a call out here. Um, there was a comic called A Book of Picture Stories. Um, and it was all... It's Aboriginal. Dream, like. Dreamtime yeah, tales. Dreamtime stuff, yeah. Um, I don't know how many of them Straight came out. Straight from the art. Yeah, I was going to say, you can tell. But, um, yeah, so... It's, it's, this is full of some weird stuff and if, if you can get your hands on it it's called The Leather Nun and Other Incredibly Strange Comics um, I feel like there would be one other person who could get their hands on that it'd be my, my father-in-law who got me that book of like you know the it was the the villains oh yeah, yeah yeah I feel like only other like a few other people would be able to find that book I picked this up at like a secondhand bookshop or something like that but um, it's really like I, I like a lot of independent comics and I'm a big fan of Robert Crumb so when I see this sort of stuff and the cover I think is by um, Charles Byrne so who did Black Hole so that that sort of immediately attracted uh, me to it but That's a good yeah flick. it's um it's it's interesting you've got you've got a you really should check that out okay so we might have a talk about Infinity War next yeah. Infinity War, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it is. So, let's go. Right, so we are going to have a little bit of a look at Avengers Infinity War. I mean, May Marvel. I don't sound too... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the enthusiastic DC commentary there. Um, now, I don't know if I really... Like, normally I'd give, like, a, a bit of a plot synopsis, but I feel like you don't have to. And I feel like to do a plot synopsis of Infinity War, you've actually got to talk about 22 films... 
And like people are complaining that Endgame's going to be what three hours, three, two minutes, three hours and two minutes. That's, yeah. a, that's a long film. Uh, well, yeah, Lord of the Rings fans, calm down. That's, but, t- that's Titanic. But shit. hang on, is it is it a long film? Because the pr- the prequel no. to this is twenty two two hour films. If anything, this is short. Yes, yeah, this is a forty four lead up, forty four hour lead up. To three hours. They're doing some movie marathons where you watch... They've timed it so you can watch every single movie with intermissions in between rolling right into the midnight launch of Endgame with all of them having watched it. I'm like, well, they did that with Infinity War. Yeah. So I heard a few they've, they've got that Tuesday night yeah, before the Yeah, I've Wednesday heard a few podcasts where well. somebody did it. It's just like everybody just took a nap during like um, Thor, Dark, Thor the Dark World and, um, oh, and Incredible I, Hulk. I would. Yeah. yeah. Through Incredible Hulk. Yeah. No, the Hulk. parkour sequence in that... Yeah, that was the favelas is it. amazing. That's the only good thing about oh, it. Oh, come on. When... Hulk smashes um, uh, what's his name Tim Tim Roth Tim Roth into yeah. that tree abominable abominable abom- the abomination yeah abomination that's, yeah. that's the abominable snowman the, ab- <laughs> the, the abominable asshole <laughs> um, that's um, that's an epic whack and he hits that tree with some pressure that's um yeah wow okay anyway but yeah so I think we all know that what this basically is, where everything that has led up to this is that since Avengers essentially. Um, Thanos has big this great big gigantic power behind everything and his lust after these mystical stones that were created at the Big Bang and they will give him control over everything and apparently the reason he wants control is to halve the amount of people that there are so that there's enough resources yeah if you kill half the people then the resources stretch out longer right well this is just it did Groot disappear Yes, he did. So Groot is a plant? Yes. So does so that mean that half they, the carrots they, disappeared? They've actually got... I read it this morning when I was doing a reread of this. Uh, uh, one of Nick Fury's old scientists runs in going, you need to check out this readout. Half of all... Like, there's reports that half of all cattle have disappeared, like plant life. Um, animals, like herds are disappearing. Like, So it is everything. Is every, Oh, Thanos, you done yeah, fucked up, bro. Yeah, every, every living being. But then it leads back to like plants and stuff that obviously they help produce food and stuff. So it's just like, well, you really kind of screwed yeah, up. You've, you've halved the and, oxygen. And if we're saying you, you are shit and you fit you evenly, randomly, you know, fairly halved everything. And it's like, I love the scenes in like uh, the end of that where you've got Nick Fury and... Uh, Colby Smothers, Colby Smothers is um, Ooh, yeah. uh, Maria Hill She's driving, and then you've got like a helicopter crashing. And I'm like, cool. So the pilot disappeared. Imagine the people on the helicopter. Yeah. Imagine the heli- like a plane. Imagine the pilot disappearing. All the people on the plane being like, well, we're screwed now. Thanks, then. Also, you really kill like seventy five percent, maybe you know a little bit less, a little bit more in between. Couldn't you have just picked like annoying shit? Like just got rid of like the fucking flies. Yeah. And, yeah. and mosquitoes viruses all, yeah. of, the, all of the shit animals cancer <laughs> cancer yeah. yeah yeah. what a dick seriously yeah that was just a hey, dick you fair. suck space Hitler I hate you <laughs> just big grinning poo. Just yeah, we've got this pop here and it's grinning at me going I'm space Hitler suck it <laughs> so Josh you're a you're our Marvel boy yeah. Tell us, tell us about. Calm down. There'll be a decent give, give us your infinite opinions. Whoa. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Going. I'm trying. I'm gonna try and keep it in order. But I think very early on, uh, you get your title cards. You've got this dark, ominous music playing. You really say, and it's and it's overplaying uh, the Asgardian um, distress distress call that's playing as well. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which is really cool intro. I was really. I was uh, originally my first watch. I was like, kind of, what's happening? Like, what's? And then I was, oh, okay, I get. 
get what they're doing here. They set up, you know, that opening scene of uh, Ebony Moore walking in, being like, yeah, welcome, you know, like, you feel like you're going to the circus. <laughs> step right yeah, up, like, step right he's, up. He's spooking you out to be like, yeah, you know, Thanos is here. He's getting you excited. He wants you, like, Thanos, he, this movie is described as Thanos' movie. He's the, you watch this movie as Thanos is the hero. It sounds really weird. It's a very different movie. Oh, he's fucking great. Isn't he? Um, yeah, I think he's great. He's, he's not a villain. I see him as an antagonist, but yeah, he's. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I say space Hitler, but I, I completely say that. Yeah, he, he's. Oh, he's fucking Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not trying. Yeah. To. Um, no, but you, you set out really, really early on. Uh, Thanos is this uh, talented, skilled fighter, and you see that when he versus the Hulk. Um, he doesn't have to use, he's got the power stone and he doesn't want to use it. He doesn't have to use it. He's got well-timed punches. Uh, he, he fights in a very strategic way. He is a... He's military. He's, 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 he's a force to be reckoned with without the gauntlet, without the stones. He yeah, can, see, that's something that I, I, didn't know, I don't know about. Who is he without that fucking glove? A impenetrable shithouse. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a strong guy. You, you don't want to be... And, and you know... Is like, he a general? Or is he like... What, what, what is well, he? Well, he's a... He's a... He's with the... He's a... What is it? A so he's from Titan. Uh, is no, he's he, from no, Titan. Sorry, but he's got the deviant gene inside of him. Yeah. Um, so he's basically what his mother has him and wants to like go... Ah, it's like if you've ever seen Wicked, it's like uh, Alphabet comes out green. He comes out purple and she's like... Ah! He's... He's no good. I want to kill him. And it's like, wow, this is dark. She just had a baby and wants to murder Have you just child. compared yes. this to Wicked the Musical? Yes. Okay. I'm good with it. I'm not judging. And there's a song. <laughs> Thanos says how sad he is. Um, but he goes, and that's why he collects the Infinity Stones. That's it, guys. He was, yeah. he was uh, ostracized as a kid. And he... Uh, House just, fell on his sister. Yeah. yeah. And he <laughs> didn't know he, Wicked Witch. Yeah, and he just wants to defy gravity and, and go forth. But, um... No, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a guy to be reckoned with. Um, they, the fact that he, they mentioned it as well. He knows where the two stones are. He knows where the mind stone and the time stone are. He references that they're on earth and for his children to get them. Uh, so, he I had, think, so he had a vision of where I, it is. No, I, th- oh. yeah, but I think he, uh, I think he mentions, uh, very early on, maybe a way, what something we'll see in Endgame. He mentions there's, there's a way to track the stone's energy signatures. GPS. They know exactly where to find them. They, GPS. Yeah, yeah. yeah the they're GPS trackers. They're, they they give off a very, I guess, distinct energy. Find or, my mind stone. Yeah, that's it. So my friend, my So when, when we see him at the beginning, what stones has he already got? He's only got the power stone, which he collects from Xandar apparently a week early, according to Thor. Uh, he then collects the space stone, obviously, from the Asgardian vessel. The, so maybe the power stone is actually something that, like, once you've got one, maybe... The rest of them give you give you like a, a sensation of where they are. I'll come back to that. I think I think he's Ooh. had uh, something to do with the mindstone. The mindstone was the first stone Thanos had. He lent that out. He's he's like the guy who lent out his favorite movie to a friend. Lent it out to Loki. He done fucked up. He lost the stone. Oh. I think the mindstone uh, may have given him. A goal may have given him an idea of what to do. Or Every hole is a goal. Yeah, he's, he's, he's thought of something. It's given him a suggestion. He's gone with it and gone from there. Um, yeah, very interesting. Um, I, I really, really wish Silver Surfer was in this, but we don't get him in this. Um, Stop that. Jesus. But you get uh, Hulk delivering his uh, iconic message in the in the comic as well, just falling from the sky, just being like, oh, Thanos is coming. Um the, I thought the chemistry, and when I did watch the special features for the Russell brothers and talking about how they 
had this idea back when they were doing Civil War, how they had this whiteboard of who they were going to match up when they finally got to Infinity War, who, what characters they were going to have together as pairings to get the best chemistry from them. I really, really think uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think they're really, really brilliant together. Um, There's other people that work well together, but I think that's that's probably my favourite pairing for the movie. Um, I think the the one thing that Infinity War showed me was is that they, even though I am not a fan of Ragnarok, they certainly need to soften Thor to make him work with Guardians, and, and that's why. That. And that's why Thor is two different characters. There is the pre Ragnarok Thor, and there is the post Ragnarok Thor. And post Ragnarok Thor is made for the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I totally get why they did it. I don't have to like Ragnarok because of that, but I think that um, Peter Quill, his reaction to Thor, like like the whole. You see, I am talking like this. Yeah. <laughs> I always talk. You like, deepening your voice. Yeah. Like, you were one uh, sandwich away from fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there was a whole. We get some dumbbells. And yeah. you can't eat those. They definitely needed to to soften Thor to make him work with that, and he did. And, and I will give Infinity War credit was is that the stuff that um, that Ragnarok did to Thor was perfect um, as far as making him the character that fit in Guardians. Because if he had been the Dark World Thor in that situation, that would it would have been so dumb and so forced. And Chris Hemsworth probably couldn't have kept that up. I don't think he could have. Was his home, home and away acting from the back of the day? <laughs> yeah. I think he really perfected that. Summer day. Yeah. Um, you get, Summer you, yay. Yeah. Good times. Jesus. I'm just going to leave. As soon, yeah. as, you are, <laughs> as soon as you had, uh, as soon as you had Rubber Man playing as well, straight yeah. away, uh, you get a lot of jumping around this movie, but I think it's done very well, in my opinion to contextualize where you are at any given time. The color palette is something that really just makes you go, oh, I'm in Wakanda, I'm on Titan, I'm in space. Um, But as soon as you hear that playing as well, any of the other Avengers movies or a lot of the MC movies as a whole don't have a lot of music apart from maybe you got a lot of ACDC and uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Guardians, obviously you have this brilliant soundtrack uh, that's put together there. But as soon as you hear this song, you know... And it just says space. Yeah, you know you're with the Guardians and that, and you get that cool little uh, singing Perfect intro. marketing too. Like yeah. As far as marketing is concerned, to have a product that... Let, let's face it, I, I, I think that Guardians exists because Disney or Marvel in those then couldn't do like a Fantastic Four film. And Guardians is like a Fantastic Four film. It's like a family that are on an adventure. It's, it's not. It's not about superheroes. It's, on a, it's about a family on an adventure. And I think that it works in trying to sell something that nobody knew what it was to then throw a little bit of classic rock in there, you know, like that, that, that subtle way of selling something by having a song that everybody knows. Suicide Squad tried to do it, but fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> wow. the, the, yeah, yeah no, I agree. Yeah. I love Suicide Squad, but some of those, that cover of, um, oh, I can't even think of oh, what it was. Rhapsody. Oh, dude. Well, but no, that was by, um, was that by Panic at the Disco? That doesn't mean it was good. I think Peter, I think, um, yeah, I think Brendan Urie did a really good job. You are that. never invited back. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brendan Urie has an, a vocal set that is unmatched by a lot of people. He's very talented. But anyway, um, the, the snap as well. The snap in, in this movie, uh, they didn't want to be a shock towards the end of the movie. They mentioned it three or four times throughout the movie to really get people to understand what was potentially coming, but also not see it coming at the same time. Yeah. You have uh, the snap mentioned by Gamora saying that Thanos wants to snap and she literally snaps her fingers saying that all he wants to do is snap his fingers and, and make half the population disappear. Um, you have the snap also mentioned by Doctor Strange on Titan uh, as well. Um, how he wants to retire afterwards when he's having a bit of like, what do you want to do? He uses the reality stone, shows him the future 
or his, not his future, his past, uh, but reliving how everything felt a shit and yeah. what he wants to do. Can, can you imagine Thanos at a fucking crowded amusement park? Yeah, like, fuck this. Fuck Lions! Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck these guys. <laughs> um, Jesus. I think you've got... <laughs> you have Vision as well mentioning all throughout the movie that the stone is talking to him, communicating to him. Um, it's, it's mentioned that they're, I guess, sentient. They have their own thoughts or... Well, I, I guess if they were, if they did come from that start of the galaxy, yeah, there's a spark sure, of life in them. Yeah, exactly. So I think the way that it kind of alerts him to other danger or the nearby, or that you might have them, the stones, I guess, being an ability, a, a way to further someone's own mm. mission, but also having an opinion in a way of themselves without directly influencing things, but maybe pushing people in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I really liked the, on the Gamora's homeworld scene, I really liked the imagery of, I, I didn't get it my first rewatch. I, I didn't see them, um, the Chitari army, uh, army splitting up half the population or half the families on one side and on the left and half on the right. I and, noticed that. And, and then, then they just you cap, see, cap yeah, all of them half there. the side, like 50% get killed and the, and them, them holding back the other 50% to run over there to stop them, to keep them alive. Uh, and then the same thing with the the knife that he gives to Gamora. How come it grew? How come it grew with her though? That knife? Huh? It's magic. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I want a straight answer from Josh. There. <laughs> magic knife. Magic. Magic knife. That's all yeah. you need. Um, I thought that was a really cool set of imagery uh, there too. That whole scene is actually really nice. Really, really that nice. him him showing her the knife and and explaining to her about how important balance is is such a good psychological thing for him. And then also showing that there's this child that he obviously must have some sort of. He basically abducts children and says they're his. Well, you wonder if all of the, like, they all call themselves the children of Thanos. Like, were they, like, ones that he did that to? Were they yeah. all brought up? I, I their... strongly believe he's gone around to all these people wow. and, and essentially adopted when he's gone on his mission around. Or... God, man, that's, that's pretty shit. But, I mean... There's a big th- white van in the sky. And yeah. around, <laughs> oh, shit. Um... The, the thing I do like about that, though, is, is that the ones that he calls his children, he's got a genuine affection yeah, for. Yeah, he cares. He's, he is hurt by Gamora's... Um, betrayal, betrayal, mm. and, and for him to when half of the people are being killed he on her planet, pulls her face he away. stops yeah. her from watching. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like you don't need to see the atrocities. I'm going to train you to be a killer, but you don't need to see these atrocities when you're this young. Mm. I mean, there's there's a what a caring guy, <laughs> what a good guy, <laughs> such a good guy. Um, yeah, thanks, Thanos. Yeah. But no, you, and the same thing when when he arrives on Titan when he portals himself over there and he has this interaction with Strange as well. Um, he he says, "Oh, Maul's more, dead." And he's like, "Oh, he's he's gen- he, I feel like he's genuinely upset." He's like, "Damn, you know, like that's upsetting." He was he was a good guy. Uh, yeah. He's a strong guy. He was, and he doesn't know about the rest of them at that point, but because they're still alive, but not to be soon. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's really cool as well that they mentioned very early in the film. Same with the snap. Um, they mentioned they could just destroy the stone. They they may have a way out why not just destroy one of the stones then he only gets five and then he can't do yeah. the iconic snap and they have this whole back and forward between trading lives and is one that that i guess that dispute of do you if you have one young child compared to five elderly people whose life's worth more yeah. um we don't trade lives and, and i think that's a really interesting concept that they go back and forward and if they just killed vision then they wouldn't have had these problems but hey um <laughs> And I love vision. And I love vision. But no, it's, um, tr- it's true. But hey, with a dick. Yeah, yeah. But hey, time stone. Um, really, you just need to destroy the time stone. But hey. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all, all Benedict Cumberbatch had to do was open that thing and go. Oh, just swallow it down. Um, 
the the fact that you have Doctor Strange very early set out that um, he, he won't be sacrificing himself all the time Stone putting himself in, in danger or it for that matter or Wong um, for Iron Man or, or uh, Spider-Man and the fact that then you get this huge 180 after he's had his glimpses of the future mm-hmm. so whatever Endgame is whatever that one possibility where they win out of the 14,605 possibilities whatever we're watching right now is meant to happen. So you're saying Doctor Strange has seen Endgame already? Yeah, and he didn't spoil it. Good on him. Champion. Yeah, uh, that's the only reason he got a script. Um, <laughs> but you, you've... Whatever, he's no Tom Holland. Yeah, whatever whatever he's watching right now is the, exactly the way it's meant to unfold. Mm. Star-Lord goofing up, Thor going for, not going for the head. Yeah. Uh, all these things happening the way they did is part of that end. Um, I really liked as well... Um, the Black Panther said uh, Thanos will have nothing but dust uh, and blood. I was like, oh, that's a bit poor choice for words there. Yeah. And I had no idea at the time, obviously, um, because it's a, you know, a dusty area, or I guess, you know, a lot of dirt in uh, Wakanda. Yeah. Obviously just threw some words together, but then that's, that's what you get at the end. And I was like, oh, there you go. They threw that in there very, very purposefully, I feel. But, yeah. Um, I think the kills as well come back to Thanos' personality as well. You've got uh, Heimdall, who got nailed straight up. Uh, that's only because he opens the Bifrost, sends Hulk as a warning to the Avengers to essentially stop him from getting two more stones. Yeah. So he puts him, you know, ends him really quickly. Loki, failing before, once before in the Avengers, then trying to betray him again. Actually taking the right advice and actually going for the head, trying to stab him in the head. Um, but gets, okay, do we really there. think that Loki's dead? We've seen that no. Loki yes. create doubles no. of himself. No, no. Um, and, and I think that because the fact that he establishes no resurrections this time, there's no more coming back. I think that first 10 minutes, it's in the first two 10 minutes you lose these two characters. I think the importance of showing him as this guy to be feared is the fact that these deaths stick. And I think Heimdall will remain dead. I think Loki will remain dead, even though he's got another TV show coming um, on the Disney streaming service soon. But you can have that as a prequel. You can have all these yeah. things, him jumping around in time before all this happens. See, no my, my thing with... I, I, because, I, because of the To Watch pile, which is my horror movie uh, uh, website, make sure you go and have a look at that. Shameless um, plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Um, one thing I find that when you find series of films that have been planned, you see that there's things that people do very deliberately. Ragnarok shows you... Loki split into two different things, into into himself twice, and I think that that was a very deliberate measure to show that somewhere Loki is watching everything happening, um, and so when it comes back and they go, by the way, that was just my magical double. Everybody's going to go, oh yeah, because he did that in Ragnarok, and they quite clearly showed. There's a lot of things that where like people stop and almost turn and look at the camera and say, this is why this happens, and you sort of think, okay, I'm being told that for a reason. And I really think that Ragnarok, the only reason that he did that was the split was there it's to remind you at the beginning of this film that that potentially is not Loki. Interesting. I, yeah, I think that's the way I see it right now. And, and they, they do that maybe so they can leave that door open. Yeah. Because that'd be, you know... Otherwise and the beautiful thing about it is we bring Loki back. Like, Loki's got some massive popularity. You bring him back as more of a hero in the next one. Maybe he's the one that goes to the Planet of the Gold people and gets Adam Strange and comes back as a big hero, and then you've got the new adventures of Loki's superhero of, of Asgard. Yeah, of whatever it be. Uh, I think the only other death as well, what is dead needs to stay dead. 
Gamora Hell yeah. gets sacrificed. I think it's very important she stays Agreed. dead. She sacrificed herself. You you have that scene with just no vocal uh, and just instrumental, uh, the score. And it's just, it's really, I want to say touching, but yeah, it's just really heart-wrenching to be like, wow, he does care and this sucks for him, but he's doing it for his goal and he's just, yeah. see ya. And, and this is just it with Thanos, is that like he really believes that this is what will save the galaxy. Yeah. And to sacrifice one of his children. And possibly, you kind of get a feeling that she might be the favourite too. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Nebula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's face it, the rest of them are fuck ugly, so why not? Um, but, you know, it's like you really get a feeling that she's the favourite. And, like, and he uses her as that sacrifice. That's a pretty tough thing. I, I could imagine that there is not a decision I would make that I would give up. A pet, let alone a child. You know, man. Detective Comics twenty-seven. First appearance of Batman. Yeah, I think he would. No, no, No. not Batman. God no. No. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know if Nat could ask me that question. I could answer like right away. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's one of those those that you just say yeah, but fake it. But yeah, and go (laughs) not really. If it's a nine point oh and above, (laughs) (laughs) cross those fingers and set your hands. I think um, as well. I I was a bit disappointed, but I still think it's a good movie. I I would have liked to see more of the children of Thanos. Yeah, I would have really liked to see maybe a little bit, little uh, I guess end credit scenes or Easter eggs uh, through ends of other movies being like more. You see Thanos, you know that he's coming, but then you see his minions or his children might maybe pulling a little bit more of the strings, kind of going around doing things for Like him. Silver Surfer yeah, is yeah. Um, Galactus's um, Herald. Yeah, exactly. And you like, and I like that Ebony, Ebony Maul opens with that, being like, you know, here I am, you know. Hear ye, hear ye. <sighs> Maybe like very, yeah, like Shakespearean vibes, like watching a play. And just, he should have just sung a song from The Greatest Showman. Yeah, this is the greatest show. That would yeah, have been the way to Tony's do it. blows him off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe Thanos could be Oogie Boogie, and then like everyone else can be like Lock, Stock, and Barrel yeah. from like <laughs> Kidnap the Fanny Claus. <laughs> um, you've got um, you've got a f- uh, I think as well uh, the fact that Shuri has this whole um, fucking love Shuri. Shuri's yeah. amazing. Oh Shuri's my great, God. but she has this very specific mission. It's spent a lot of time establishing, okay, we'll buy you time. The whole Battle of Wakanda happens to give Shuri time. The whole point of that is to give her time to save Vision or get the stone out, whatever it be. Um, and then you don't really see what's going to happen because Corvus Glaive busts in once Wanda gets thrown into the fight to save some people, um, save the girl club. Um, and then you don't really see, she has to kind of, you see her kind of looking at the screen, she minimizes a few things and then, you know, shit goes down. Hashtag sexism. I very, it's 2019, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they, they throw up some good It's spots. a people club, nah, it's not a girl it's club. A, yeah. It's a, hey, <laughs> No, but, um, I, I think very much that she, I think she's worked out a solution. I think she's done something, she's sorted something out, we just don't know what it is right now. Give it one more week and I reckon we'll see something that Shuri decided or left a little sticky note going, hey, solved this, uh... Here's a USB stick, problem solved. Um, I think she'll have or partially solved the problem that maybe Iron Man uh, will pick up. So Dana. you're suggesting that maybe Vision doesn't need the thing no. in his head. No. And when he collapsed, she had actually already put some of the <gasps> extremist stuff into him and it's rebuilding. The reason he goes grey is because he's dormant while it rebuilds himself and then he'll come back and go, ta-da! Holy shit. I'm extremist Vision. Potentially, you've got you've got um, Banner saying, you know, Vision isn't just a stone; he's a collection of 
myself, like you're saying, obviously Banner, Tony, Ultron, uh, Jarvis, he, and, and the stone. Who's to say that one of these things by itself isn't is the it? stone the most yeah. powerful part yeah. of that? that Fuck. Or is that, that more? That just blew me away. Is that more? Is that more <laughs> the jump starting? So. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, I liked a lot of the verbal cues you had between certain characters mimicking each other and mm. showing similarities. You have uh, Hulk saying, I'll do it myself, uh, mimicking Thanos when he's getting the gauntlet and the Easter egg at the end of Guardians, uh, or Age of Ultron, sorry, um, which is funny when he, when he goes to kill uh, Cull Obsidian. Um, you have Stark um, and Thanos almost mimicking each other word for word when um, Thanos arrives and meets Tony for the first time. He says, Stark, and he's like, you know me, and he's explaining, oh, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge. It's the same thing when Thanos rocks up to Volmir, and he's like, ah, Thanos, you know, son of um, all that. And he's like, oh, you know us. And he's like, yeah, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge as well. Yeah. I, I think that Mindstone really maybe spread some knowledge around so it showed there's some connection yeah i think and i think there's a lot of similarities between thanos and stark is they're two sides of the same coin they both want to do what they think's right um but i think tony's definitely progressed a long way from iron man one being an arms dealer unintentionally and then changing to to be that guy who cap said you wouldn't throw your body on the line on the wire to uh you know save the people and he's like, well, I would just cut the wire. He's, he's always trying to outthink and yeah. outwork a scenario. I think that really will come through in Endgame. He'll he'll be ready. He's been ready to sacrifice himself, going through a portal with a nuke in Iron Man 1, ready to sacrifice himself in Avengers 2 uh, with, with Thor, um, dropping Sokovia. Um, I would sacrifice myself if I had to go back to Pepper Potts. Th there you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck her. She'll rescue him later, don't worry. Um, but... Yeah, he's he's been ready to do that as much as people have said, oh, Cap's ready to do it. He's the he's a brave soldier. I think I think Tony will have that moment in Endgame, ready to do that. But I think that moment will get stolen by Cap. I think Cap will realize that they need maybe Tony more than him, and he'll throw down his life instead. If any of you just heard something breaking, that was my heart as Josh said that. I, I think you'll have those words as well. I think you'll have that line about the wire thing. I think that's. Something that's always stuck with me from Avengers 1, I think you'll have them have that chat, uh, like a moment where it's like, no, I'll do it. And I think you'll have like the iconic moment where he's like, no, I don't agree with you. And he like pushes him or, out of the way or like through a portal or something. So or, Tony gets thrown away. He'll and, be like, I need, still need to go on my day with Peggy. Yeah. Fuck. And if, and if you get an end scene with I'm like... i about to cry right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have the end, like him in the soul world or whatever, or sacrifice himself and... Just having his, even his, like, watch with Peggy's face open. No, dude, as, as no! He, as he closes his eyes type thing and getting, getting to go have that one last dance, I think that would be... Yeah. If they cut back to, a, like, an earlier scene in, like, the first Captain America with him dancing with Peggy... No. Oh, I, I think the reason that this thing is going to be so long is that we're going to see so much of that. Everything that, everything that has been said has been very deliberate. Yes. Nothing has happened in this series of films by accident. And um, everybody's looking for stuff. But um, I think that you're still going to find that there's going to be a whole lot of things. And every time, when you after you've watched Endgame and then go back and watch everything, you pick up. you're going to go, oh, yeah, how what did I not idiot. say that? Yeah. That actually could be a good marketing tool from the companies as well, like to go back and buy all those DVDs yeah. and Blu-rays. Oh, you, the, the Endgame box set that will come in a um, Thanos glove. 
Don't you worry. There'll be a great big fuck off Thanos glove that has like 37 discs in it. That Batman 66 special features. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It'll be, I think, really, really cool um, to see that. But I think you'll have death in this. I think it'll also... I think whoever the major character... And I think there will be more than one that will die. I think that will then maybe tie into a, a vigil at the end with them bearing the fallen avengers i think that'll honestly tie into stan lee's cameo in my opinion mm-hmm. oh my god I'm yeah, cry yeah. Right now, we're not man. even gonna lose like characters we know we're gonna lose real life people that will know and you'll have all these maybe coffins or memorials and then have him next to it maybe stan lee's the guy that does the eulogy yeah like oh, oh shit I, I don't know because i don't know the timing of how well he was when he was doing things i just know that this is probably going to be his last uh there were talks for far from home but the Russell no, Brothers, apparently Russell Brothers have one, said yeah. that this is no apparently the last one. So I'm like, okay, maybe they change it to then tie off the end yeah. game. And it makes that. sense. It makes it sense does. to put a nice little knot on the end of it. I'd rather have it in this serious one than in a comedic one with Spider-Man later. So I'm happy with that. Um, I think the only other thing that, like you said, all these little clues that have been left. I think between that moment on Titan where you have um, Strange, uh, very importantly, like very obviously looking at the stone is he pulls it out of thin air and it's glowing and it, the stones only glow when they've been activated i think it's come from the future it's been sent back he's sent it into the future for the avengers to use they've used it and he said you need to drop it back into the past at this point in time they've sent it back for him it's glowing so they're doing a bill and ted imagine yeah. if i come back yeah. in time in the future yeah. and put the keys here here I, they are i don't know time travel is very hard to do but i have every faith do not in the take Russell the time still below 50 yeah exactly <laughs> i need to travel at 88 miles an hour with the time stone. <laughs> um but yeah basically and then when he's sacrificing he's giving it up to save tony's life tony yeah. is extremely important he wouldn't have done that earlier yeah um and then he gives it up when thanos goes to take it you get this long shot and alas a five to ten seconds of stranger's face just eagerly awaiting it's like when you put a whoopee cushion on someone's seat and you're waiting for them to sit down on it you're waiting for that moment when he finally takes it you see like a bit of relief and like a, a smug smile on his face like okay it's, it's the done. plan's now active the thing I've seen is done yeah and he's done that um, and then when he puts it in the gauntlet stranger's wards and his sigils pop up all over the glove which don't happen with any of the other stones mm. it's a very Doctor Strangey thing I think he may have cursed the time stone into maybe like it's paradox. not the time stone maybe it's not and that's why the gauntlet explodes who knows um, they've got the real one I don't know but these are just little things I picked up that I'm like this I can't wait for you to see this Josh I'm so looking forward uh, to this. So I'm looking I am more this. keen especially for you man I just can't wait for you to see this I'm more keen for this movie than Christmas, Easter birthday combined I'm <gasps> so keen to see this birth Christmas yeah Jesus' birthday and Santa's birthday and my birthday oh, all together yeah. Santa's birthday yeah that guy gave me presents but no I get mine earlier I get it in a few days I'm so stoked. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm ready. Damn, Joe. Was- so, Shane, being, being a DC boy, where, where are you with all of this? Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. You know, I've seen, I have seen every single Marvel movie, maybe besides, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. I'm sorry. But in terms of that, you know, Iron Man 1 is one of my favorite um, MCU ones. My all-time favorite is the first of Captain America, first Avenger. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do like. Fuck you, Iron Man. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that, but I really yeah, enjoy. I, I, I get goosebumps. I don't know why. Yeah, I love that. Like, I love um, what's his name? The guy from the Matrix, Hugo Weaving, as the Red Skull. Yeah. and I love how he pops up in Infinity War. Yeah, like, he's yeah. actually no, no, it's not him. It's a different actor. No, what? yeah, they couldn't get him back. It's um, a guy from The Walking Dead. His name, he plays Aaron. Oh, the fuck Walking those Dead. guys. He's a yeah. really good voice actor, yeah. and he plays the voice really well. Oh man, 
That's real my dad. Yeah. Not really. It's MCU. <laughs> it's MCU. Easter yeah. is yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the biggest thing that I saw, like, as uh, Justin said, was Thor. Like, you know, him coming from, um, you know, the Dark World and Ragnarok, for him, the one thing I was worried about was him meeting up with uh, the Guns of the Galaxy, and that was the, the, the best bit I've ever seen. Like, those are the best scenes I've had in those movies. Um, the way he reacted to Star Lord, you know, about the whole like oh, stop massaging his muscles and you know who's like, the bigger alpha male in yeah, the scene here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it was it was just great. Um, obviously there was a lot of things that I disliked, but I, I liked a lot of things. So uh, a few of the things I put down was the fact that the opening scene that Idris Elba didn't turn into Luther to just stop the whole thing. <laughs> you know Luther Justin? I get it. You haven't seen Luther with Idris Elba? He's just a badass English detective. Yeah. No. All right. Cool. That went over your head. No. Um, just uh, maybe it'll come back on the radio. It's not a comic book. Uh, that, <laughs> that um opening fight between Hulk and Thanos looked like it was straight out of an Ip Man movie. That's a great. Was, I love that fight too because oh. it's it's you see two different fighting styles. You see the I'm gonna hit things till Hulk's they stop like, moving. Yeah, and, and then you see yeah. the The Simpsons like I'm yeah. gonna swing my hands, and if you get in the way, it's your own yeah. fault. I recently, um, in um one of the Ip Man films, I think it's the third one. There's Mike Tyson versus the yes. Ip Man guy, and that reminded me of that. There's yes. this um, this like Mike Tyson's such a brawler of a boxer, and then to see Ip Man with all his he's, he's so calm and calculated. Yeah. yeah, um, I really love Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, like I really enjoyed that movie. Justin does he, he doesn't like that movie, but I really enjoy Wong. Especially they're just their little um, cameo coming out of the building saying, hey, let's go get a tuna melt, and then all shit hits the roof. What's that guy's name, Benedict? Cumberbatch. No, no, the other one. The Benedict Wong? Is his name Benedict Wong? Yeah, it's Wong? Benedict Wong, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. That's weird. Um, one thing I was just a bit weirded out by was the fact that you saw Tony Stark and uh, Pepper Potts walking <laughs> walking through a crowded park. And but people no, not all over Nobody it. coming up to him. I'm um, like, in, the, in the deleted scenes, I'll fill you in on that. In the deleted scenes, uh, you do have Happy patrolling the vicinity, keeping people back, being like, oh, as, as like media and stuff are trying to get close to him, and he just wants to just walk through the park with Pepper, uh, just being an ordinary guy because he's dealt with all this shit. Uh, and there's paparazzis in the background taking his photos, and then he like yells out, he's like, "I know you from this magazine." He runs, he's on a little like a golf buggy, chasing people down while Tony like Stark's um, and securities happy, cool. like around him and stuff. And Happy's really John Favreau. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, nice. the guy who got Iron Man, Iron, yeah, well, yeah, 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 off the grounds yeah. with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. behind it. One thing I didn't like understand was how Gwyneth Paltrow can walk without a head because it should have been in a box. <laughs> What's in the box? Seven reference. That's what I got. Yes, very nice. <laughs> yeah. um, I really enjoyed Peter Parker's intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a little theory about the whole like thing with Infinity War and like the the timing of it. I thought that when Peter Parker's on the bus, um, he might be coming back from the airport, which he was coming back from in Far From Home. The newest Spider-Man so movie. Far From Holmes happens before Infinity yes. War. Yes. Got but, from that, yeah. So he's dead and Miles Morales is going to start off as Spider-Man. Thank you very much. I'll well, take no, that. Far From Home would happen. That would come back. He'd be before. On the bus. Yeah. He'd yeah. come back from the bus. Then this happens. Yes. Then he dies. Then but the still coming. I heard in um, when he was meeting up with Sp- uh, sorry, Iron Man, he's like, oh, I was going to the modern mu- museum of art. I looked up that after. Uh, and said, no, no. I know. I know. It got me. I was just like, God damn it. But... I would love to see like Peter Parker and Miles Morales in a future movie with Tom, like Tom Holland, the kid yeah. from um, the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, like yeah. as Miles Morales, the little walkie talkies. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Which kid from Stranger Things? The dark one. I know. I didn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Lucas. Yeah. I learned some names, bros. Yeah. yeah sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tech savvy yeah. one. 
Yeah, yeah, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... Not that thing. The one yeah. that... <laughs> as, yeah, as I said, you know, Thor, like, Thor finally, <laughs> Thor finally meeting up with Guardians of the Galaxy, I really enjoyed that. I'm not a fan of Drax. They no. basically made into a fucking bumbling person. Yeah. You know, he, he is described as an idiot in the comics as well. Oh, okay. I, want, I, I wanted to ask you that. Is that how he is? But the yes. difference is in the comics, he was always... He's just a strong... He's almost just like Space Hulk. Yeah, Realistically. Um, sorry, Warhammer 40k. Um, mm. But um, I don't get... He went from the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, he was a tragic person who didn't understand emotion and sarcasm style. Guardians of the Galaxy turned... He, what he said to, and I said, people say to me all the time, no, he was funny. It's like, I'm going to start treating you like you, what, like Drax treated Mantis through that. And let's see how many times I call you ugly before you get sick of it. And it's like, yeah, okay, good point. Okay. Um, well, that, well, that's good to know that in the comic books, he was actually a bit bumbling. Because, yeah, you know, I just he, thought he's like, dumb. He, was, he, he, he was standing there in a pack of chips, like, I'm invisible. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't see me. Um... Peter Dinklage's cameo as the uh E tree. E tree, yeah. That was really nice, especially he was supposed to be the tallest dwarf. Yeah. Like in making Thor's hammer. That's a giant dwarf. Yeah. Um, That's a big dwarf. Imagine the full size dwarfs, yeah. The the, <laughs> the first time you see Cap um, with Scarlet and Vision. By Vision. the train. Yeah. Oh. Scarlet and Scarlet Witch and Vision. So um yeah. Man, you're a big fan of the Scarlet Witch, aren't you? I am not, dude. <laughs> she is Elizabeth Olsen is seriously the Christian Stewart of the MCU. Ooh. So I understand, say so you're not down for a Pepper Potts Scarlet Witch movie oh then? Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Rescue and um, The fact that five, five minutes into the movie, she loses her whole Russian accent. She's gone from... She's her, like, yeah. her accent has been all over the place. Isn't it Malkovian or something? Sokovian. Sokovian. And it went straight to Nebraska. So is well, it, well, maybe that's how the Sokovian accent goes. Maybe when you get up in the morning, you've got the accent, and as the day goes on, Howdy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole se- like those scenes, I could have easily got up and just went to the bathroom. But I know it's that's integral fair. to the plot. Is she one of the Olsen twins, or is there yes. like? No, she's no, no. Girl. She's she's, gonna... she's not one of the twins, though. No, well, she's not a twin. She's of that family. Well, don't nod your head then, huh? They can't see the noise. Yeah. No, yeah. um, Josh is nodding his head, and going, she's, um, "No, she's one of the she's one of the siblings. She's the youngest." Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, so she's yeah. younger than the Olsen twins. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay. I thought that when the tallest, um, but not. The <laughs> I, I thought that when Thanos met, went to meet the collector, that I would see Howard the Duck, like yeah, we did yeah. in the. Oh, He's off drinking martinis. He is, so is, and I was just like, please, just let Howard the Duck show up in one of the cases behind him or anything like that. Um, I had a really good pun uh, when. I'm sorry, these whole names with me is just really throwing me. When the person with the antlers goes on um, Thanos' head and is like controlling his mind. Mantis. 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 Not antlers. The antlers. antlers. She's what, not what, dear what, woman. What, whatever Antenna. they are. Antennas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they're like... He's oh, angry. He, he's mourning. More like, good morning, her. Oh! oh there it is. Um, good morning. Everything in Wakanda, I loved. I thought it was one of the. It you was, got that scene with Cap and, it and was Black uh, Black Panther running against each other. Yeah. Trying to be just, and how fast they how they just take off to get that man a shield. Yeah, yeah. I, if I was one of the people behind them in the army, I would just be slowing down. Like I'm just gonna let them. Take yeah, I'd be like, I'm going that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I must admit that I'd possibly stop to look at how good their butts looked in their tight outfits as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a straight man, but um. There's a lot of like yeah. talcum powder in yeah. those outfits. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah. as soon as um Thanos went to uh, Earth, like Wakanda, wherever they were, there was a scene where all of them like Cap sort of sees him from afar and he just runs at him and then Hulk runs at him in the Hulk bus uniform and gets just fucking pitched to the wall and then you see Bucky and then just goes slow motion and he's shooting his gun it's like 
what are you doing? Yeah. And then then the um chick from what like Black Panther with the spear. Akoye throws it. Nothing happens. Everybody's just trying to. He shoot doesn't him. want to hurt them though. Yeah, he sees his goal. It's a stone, and he just wants everyone out of the way. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I think I enjoyed Civil War a bit more. I don't know whether it's because it was Ant Man was in it and all that stuff, but you know, it was it was a great movie. I can't. I I, I I'm not going to go in deep into it as Josh did, but I really enjoyed it. I know everybody I've talked to has really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm looking forward to Endgame. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's funny that stuff about Wakanda. All I could think of was you know the the Warhammer 40k speaking of Warhammer 40k the gene stealery things that are attacking all I could think of was their, oh, the outriders. their yeah, faces yeah. they look like Venom symbiote mouths yeah. oh, imagine yeah. if they were all Venoms so if we've seen in the Venom all film symbiotes, yeah. if they were just hundreds of symbiotes well they're, they're engineered they're engineered Thanos' own creation yeah, so like, just to say they aren't yeah. how, would that, how cool would that be Is it, if there was like a, a thread to the Venom movie that was like that, the, that's that was, just me that was like me watching Batman vs Superman better movie um, and there was parademons in it I'm yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> wow, that a dog. Yeah, that squeal was so high pitched. I just saw a dog outside's head explode. That was amazing. Nice oh, Um Now, I, 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 I really like this. Um, I do really like this film. I, it's not my favorite Marvel film, and part of the reason is is that it's overpopulated. Um, it's very hard to do that movie with a lot of characters like that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and, and don't get me wrong, they do it well. Mm. But and and for. 11 years we've been waiting for this but it is so overpopulated um that's what we wanted when you like you've shown us the infinity gauntlet comic that's overpopulated but it tells the story um and this is what we've been leading up to this is what we've all been waiting for but the marvel films now have a problem where they are heavy under their own weight Mm. you can't just sit down you can't say to somebody what marvel movie do you feel like watching let's watch this Oh, I haven't seen the other twenty-two. Well, then it won't. Yeah, well, and some of them do a good job at standalone. The Ant-Man then, ones, yeah. Captain Marvel worked okay. The first Captain America, like there's a lot that work well by themselves. But there's a lot of little pieces that do interlink with each other. Yeah, to make sense. and it's it's so good. It's 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 like having ads. They've got advertisements for other films in their films, and it's such clever marketing. The only other people that have successfully done this, and I don't know how successfully. Was Universal Monsters in the forties and fifties, uh, the fifties and forties, fifties and sixties? You know, like they had this. Boris they, yeah, they started yeah. like with all of these Dracula and and Frankenstein films, and then they went into things like House of Dracula and House of Frankenstein that just had everybody in there. So, like, it's really it's they, they've done that, and I, I think that Marvel are doing this better than DC at the moment. I think DC, the biggest mistake that DC have made has been trying to create. Their own, their own universe within Marvel. Marvel um, yeah. Marvel was created as a universe. DC was created that, with individual characters that were moved together. Marvel works better as a universe. DC works better as individual. That films. is why the animated films are on point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The original superhero Superman film from what seventy eight seventy nine. Yes, is amazing. Batman film from eighty nine. Amazing. The Aquaman and Wonder Woman film have worked because the heroes are strong enough by themselves. Shazam. Shazam! Like yeah. and but you, and you look at the Marvel. You look at pretty much all every Marvel film post, say Iron Man two. They are a collective of people. Whether it's been Falcon shoehorned into Ant Man for no reason other than to say this is a Marvel movie, or Civil War, which was eventually of an Avengers film. When are they going to do it though? Where they're not going to be connecting. Yeah, well, I, I don't mean, think they will. What? I think the most non-connecting you'll have them be is let's say we go full uh, galactic. And we have people we've never met before. So essentially how we have with Guardians, these are all these characters who no one or a larger audience don't know who they are. Eternals. And they will then get later reintroduced. Yeah. 
uh, back to the, like, we'll tie them back to the Avengers, or we'll have them, but they could be 3,000 years in the future where we don't need to know the Avengers. So would you rather keep watching movies that are connecting to the I'm down universe? for all of it. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy it. with either. And, and the, what, what I hope is when, when Marvel do, so when, when this all comes together as one thing, I want to see, we're discussing it earlier, a pocket of X-Men films, yes. a pocket of Fantastic Four films, a pocket of Avengers films, the Guardians of the Galaxy films existed outside of the Avengers films, so more of that. Um, and then just now and again, just throw Thor into a Guardians film. Throw The Thing and Wolverine, have them temporary Avengers. Like, you know, just do that sort of stuff where they borrow from each other's characters, but they have their own separate universes. That's what, that's what I'd like to eventually see. Yeah. Um, so, just one quick thing before we finish. Like One thing I'd like to see is that when the... When everybody comes back, and let's face it, almost everybody's going to come back. I want to see stuff like, I'd like to see like a bald man in a wheelchair, oh. just 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 like a, a silhouette of him. When everybody's clicked back to existence, just you see him from the back, and you hear like a <gasps> as he sits up, as everybody, all of these souls are returned to Earth, and he all of a sudden feels it. Another thing that I'd like to see that if they start to set up the next eleven years of Marvel films, and they pick somebody like, like let's just say it's Galactus. Um, if they have it so that when it's all clicked in, they just show like a big spaceship that's got a gigantic guy in purple on it and he's woken up by everybody coming back to an existence. Like I'd like to see something where the events of everybody coming back triggers the next 11 years. Yeah, fixing something, broke something. Broke something else. And, and realistically, we've already seen Nowhere as being the head of, an, of one of the um, Celestials. Celestials I have no doubt that Celestials is a good option. I think with them having FF back, Galactus is a good option. And uh, a friend of mine actually suggested Kang the Conqueror would be a good one. Kang would be really cool. Yeah. Because you can have... You can have him in the future. You can bring him back to the past. Cool. And you can do movies all the way through time and have Kang be the... Because, like, Kang in the comics is also um, Ramatut. Um, I think that at one point he might have also been um, Reed Richards' father. Or something like that. I can't, I can't remember exactly he's off the top of my head. But, but he's, he's, he's all over the place. And you could have a lot of fun with a time travel series. Mm. And when you look at the lineup, there's a Black Widow film, the Shang-Chi film we talked about in the last podcast. There's an Eternals film. Loki. There's Doctor Strange. There's Loki TV series and stuff like that. These sound like they're going to take place all over time. To have the same bad guy slipping in through oh. all of these, you can have so much fun with that. Um, and, and especially if it's like you've got all these co- cohesive films and then, and then at the end it's like, Oh, like this, like Endgame, I think is going to be, this was the story that they were trying to tell. And you go, wow, that was pretty clever. The only thing that will be interesting with that is time travel is a very hard mechanic to get right to then have it consistent with such a large universe. Yeah. So the, whatever, the time travel they had Infinity War with, with the rewind for like 30 seconds, totally cool with it. Whatever they do in Endgame, they do in Endgame or they do Quantum Realm. Yep. Whatever they do with, if they do Kang. I will be very interested to see how they do it and do it effectively because I have a lot of faith in these guys. Yeah. But it is a very hard concept to get right. Hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. Okay, so that's, that's our look at Infinity War. Let's see what's happening next. Okay, so we've gone a little bit over the time that we wanted to do. Um, so, Shane, where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, at Batfleck44. Cool. And Josh, where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram, at sourceless white boy. No sauce. No, no sauce. sauce for this boy. Yeah, no yeah. sauce. Um, if you're looking for me, I am at Nerds of Oz. You can also check out my horror movie reviews at www.towatchpile.com. 
Um, so next episode, where hopefully all three of us would have seen Endgame. These two guys have got their tickets already. I've been foolish I and don't. not. Do you have your tickets either? Playing 8 a.m. that morning, screw you, America. Two days before you, 8 a.m. And then get to uh, go to work for like four hours after this three-hour and two-minute movie. And then go again with people after work and you have to keep the straightest poker face. Yeah. It's going to be a really fun time. I just get to watch other all my other friends' reactions and just see how... They react throughout Yankee the Yankee Doodles yeah. suck it. Yeah, one eye on the screen, one eye on them, just trying to like scope out what's going on. So. And the other, the other cool thing we've got coming up too that we forgot to mention earlier is it's comic book day in two weeks' time. Yes. Um, so what we're hoping to do is we're going to try and get out there and check it out ourselves as the nerds of Oz. We'll go to King's Comics on George Street in Sydney. Um, I'm sure that we'll end up at Kino and some of the other places and waste a whole lot of money on some awesome comics. Didn't you say you're paying? Um, I'm paying? Yeah. You're a mediator, bro. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a work venture. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a work trip. Wipe that off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for being on the show today, guys. And we'll talk to you again in two weeks.